And a big Cahoots, Texas welcome to you all. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. I'm your host, Terry Thompson. This is part two of our Nikola Tesla episode. And it gets very interesting from here as we get into his later life. Uh, We're talking Nikola Tesla, the scientist, the innovator, some say wizard. Whatever the case, uh, he was out in the forefront and a lot of interesting things happened in his life. That's what we're here to report about. Uh, some are widespread, widely known, and some not so much. You know, he walked a fine line between genius and insanity, I believe. But we'll get into that when I get back. Hang on. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tide that fine because you're mine. I walk the line. So I'm back here in Kentucky at the Wild Turkey Distillery, and I want to let you in on something. The folks here and I have created a new small batch burger, Wild Turkey Long Branch, refined with Texas mesquite charcoal for smoky sweetness. It is my favorite bourbon on the planet. Wild Turkey Long Branch. Real bourbon, no apologies. I am a United States sailor. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I will obey the orders of those appointed over me. I represent the fighting spirit of the Navy and those who have gone before me. To defend freedom and democracy around the world. I proudly serve my country's Navy combat team. With honor, courage, and commitment. I am committed to excellence and the fair treatment of all. We are America's Navy. You're listening to the ABI 1.0 podcast, a podcast for the curious. question. Have you ever known someone that uh, even though they're intelligent and uh, they're good at what they do, they just keep uh, having bad run-ins, bad luck, uh, bad mojo, whatever you want to call it, uh, to where they're taken advantage of all the time? Nikola Tesla seemed to be one of these individuals. I'll try to illustrate what I'm talking about. After word spread of AC's superior capabilities, Tesla was approached by the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company and offered a generous deal to license his technology in 1888. Tesla met with company founder President George Westinghouse and agreed to license his patents for the sum of $60,000 plus 
150 shares of stock and a $2.50 royalty per horsepower generated by his AC motor. Tesla was also given a $2,000 a month salary to work for Westinghouse. That's the equivalent of $48,000 per month today. However, the 60,000 lump sum was worth roughly $1.4 million in today's dollars. But Tesla's real windfall didn't come from stock, salary, or bonuses. It came from those royalties. As AC power slowly became more widely adopted across the country, Westinghouse happily paid Tesla hundreds of thousands of dollars in royalties each year. By 1890, just one year before his 35th birthday, Tesla had become a full-fledged millionaire. To give some perspective, one million in 1890 would be worth a little more than 25 million today. Unfortunately, the War of Currents took a big financial toll on Westinghouse. Edison could weather the storm because he was backed by the millionaire financier, J.P. Morgan. By 1907, after nearly 20 years of fighting with Edison, Westinghouse was more than $10 million in debt and teetering on the verge of bankruptcy. Out of desperation, George Westinghouse approached Tesla with a proposition. Westinghouse begged Tesla to lower or temporarily rescind his royalty in order to allow the company to survive. Westinghouse further explained that if the company went bankrupt, Tesla would be faced with the nearly impossible task of retrieving his royalties from a stingy bank creditor. To Westinghouse's amazement, Tesla tore up the original contract on the spot. Tesla was grateful to Westinghouse for believing in him when no one else would. By tearing up the contract and relinquishing his royalties, Tesla single-handedly saved the Westinghouse Electric Company. In return, Westinghouse paid Tesla a $216,000 lump sum for the right to use his AC patents in perpetuity. That's worth roughly $5.4 million today. It seems our scientists had an erection problem. No, it's not what you think. Uh, it, I'm speaking of the erection of the Warden Cliff, or otherwise known as Tesla Tower. If you remember from the first episode, our buddy Nikola Tesla left Colorado Springs, <laughs> and with a lot of debt behind, went back to New York, and while there, he built Wardenclyffe Tower. It was also known as the Tesla Tower, and it was an early experimental wireless transmission station designed and built by Nikola Tesla on Long Island in 1901 to 1902. It was located in the village of Shoreham, New York. Tesla intended to transmit messages, telephony, and even facsimile images across the Atlantic to England and to ships at sea based on his theories of using the Earth to conduct the signals. His decision to scale up the facility and implement his ideas of wireless power transmission to better compete with Marconi's radio-based telegraph system was met with refusal to fund the changes by the project's primary backer, financier J.P. Morgan. Additional investment could not be found and the project was abandoned in 1906, never to become operational.
something just occurred to me. Wasn't J.P. Morgan also Thomas Edison's financier during the great current wars between Tesla, Westinghouse, and Edison? Perhaps there was a little collusion or conspiracy behind the scenes, and uh, this was Edison's way of taking a most damaging parting shot at Tesla. I don't know. engineer and physicist believed the power of science could be harnessed to prevent war. In 1907, the New York World reported on another of Tesla's military innovations in which wireless telegraphy would trigger the detonations of high explosives at sea to generate tidal waves so vast that they would capsize entire enemy fleets. The newspaper reported that the artificial tidal wave would make navies as useless as the paper boats that babies float in bathtubs and foreshadowing later claims about the development of nuclear weapons by its horrors hasten the day of universal peace. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The Singapore Air Show, February 2014. An Israeli arms company, known as Rafael Advanced Defense Systems, reveals details of a laser defense system capable of shooting missiles from the sky with a pulse of energy. The futuristic military hardware is called Iron Beam. The concept of Iron Beam is that it's essentially a high-energy laser that is designed to rapidly heat up the target that it's aimed at. We're talking about aircraft, drones, missiles. Anything that could launch an attack on a city could be literally destroyed in the sky by Iron Beam. This sounds very much like Tesla's death ray. This is exactly the kind of technology that Tesla was talking about in the 1920s and 30s of using these beam weapons to shoot down missiles and projectiles. The War Department sided with Einstein and Oppenheimer's atomic bomb, not with Tesla. But now what we're seeing is that Israel is developing this iron beam technology because they realized that atomic weapons were far too destructive. Is it possible that Tesla developed a time-viewing or time-travel technology and that he became aware of these developments? Tesla was once quoted as saying, the present is theirs, but the future for which I have really worked is mine. Did Tesla, in fact, see into the future? Might Iron Beam be proof that plans for the death ray not only existed, but also may have even been confiscated and carried out by the United States government? Little does he realize that I have on my disintegration-proof vest. 
We are so lucky that Tesla was a good guy. Do you realize what kind of a supervillain he would have made with his tidal wave generators and death rays and, oh my gosh, it boggles the mind. Well, we'll get into the hotel years, the later years, where it really gets strange. <laughs> yeah. When I return. We're not in a rush to be most popular. Not in a rush not to be. Real bourbon, no apologies. If it's for you, you'll know. Ah, thank you. Wild turkey, it'll find you. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's Wireless Companies, and the National Safety Council. Tesla, having hit upon hard times, was struggling to get places to stay during his later years. His solution with at least one hotel, the Governor Clinton Hotel, to whom he owed $20,000, was to offer to leave them collateral, which he told them was a fully functional death ray. Yes, the death ray we discussed earlier. Matter of fact, in the last 10 years of his life, Tesla called the New Yorker Hotel his home. He resided in rooms 3327 and 3328 from 1933 until his passing on January 7, 1943. After Tesla's death, the custodian of alien property impounded his trunks, which held his papers, his diplomas, and other honors, his letters, and his laboratory notes. These were eventually inherited by Tesla's nephew, Sava Kasanovich, and later housed in the Nikola Tesla Museum in Belgrade. Hundreds filed in the New York City's Cathedral of St. John the Divine for his funeral services, and a flood of messages acknowledged the loss of a great genius. Three Nobel Prize recipients addressed their tribute to one of the outstanding intellects of the world who paved the way for many of the technological developments of modern times. Shortly before he died, alone in a New York hotel room, scientist and inventor Nikola Tesla claimed to have 80 trunks filled with his life's work. Everything from detailed plans for wireless electricity 
to weapons so powerful they could destroy entire cities. But after he died, only a few of Tesla's 80 trunks were reportedly found. For decades, people have wondered what happened to the files contained in Tesla's missing trunks. Wait, 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 wait a second here. Let's see, there's an FBI raid, there's missing files, and a Trump's involved? This sounds all too familiar. I'm getting a, a tremendous wave of deja vu. This is high technology stuff. Well, first of all, let's start off, Alexis, specifically with Tesla and Donald Trump. And go back to the 1940s. The, inve the inventor Nikola Tesla died in 1943, the FBI was called in to vet his inventions to make sure there was nothing dangerous there that could fall into enemy hands. And they called an MIT electrical engineering professor, a very esteemed one named John Trump. Now, it turns out that that John Trump is, in fact, the uncle of the president of the United States. Lord, I guess I went and broke their family. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. In a bittersweet victory of sorts, uh, the patent battle between Tesla and Marconi went on for years. Marconi had died in 1937, and of course Tesla died in 1943. Six months after his death, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all of Marconi's radio patents were invalid and awarded the patents for radio to Tesla. That would have made him a billionaire all over again. What if, yeah, what if Tesla was able to uh, innovate further and carry out more of his experiments? Where would we all be today technologically? Uh, uh, would mankind benefit? I'm sure we would have some way, uh, knowing what Tesla was into. He was definitely a fascinating man, although he was so absorbed in his research that uh, the social and business side of him, well, people just screwed him over. Oh, well, isn't that the way things go sometimes? Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Terry Thompson. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. And until our next venture, see ya. I don't care that they stole my idea. I care that they don't have any of their own. I had no idea. Here's your sign. At ABI 1.0 Podcast, we enjoy hearing from you, our listeners, be it through email, voicemail, or comments through our Facebook page. Feel free to comment on past shows, or recommend a topic for future ones. Process complete.